0: Is a Cinema Diabolic a special presentation? Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Deezy, let me get your take on dogs, soldiers, dog soldiers, a dog that is a soldier, a soldier that is kind of a dog, a maniac in neon, and neon maniacs. I would call it hydrophobic bitches. Of course I'd watch it. We've got Dog Soldiers and Neon Maniacs right here on Cinema Diabolica.
1: Broadcasting from a project studio that's more project than studio. It's Cinema Diabolica's Spooktoberfest. Prepare to scream in pants-pissing terror because here comes F13 and DZ. <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Cinema Diabolica time once again. It's your boy, F13, the Sancho Head Honcho, Mr. Psycho 77, talking spicy and getting feisty, F13-Z for Sheezy, the noise bringer, the gunslinger, tansobroso que me llaman, monstruoso delicioso, the Mexican murder gorilla, the man so hot they call me the burner. Bang, bang! And with me, as always, is my partner, the fly in my ointment, the uh, dung in my pie, Mr. DZ. Um, sorry, I was taking a nap while you were doing that I can understand why you would want to It's very boring and no one likes it Yet I'll continue oh. to do it Out of spite <laughs> oh. uh-huh. Chokes on you uh. So what are we covering first? Uh, this week we've got dog soldiers up first And this is uh, this is a doozy I uh, I had forgotten how much I loved this movie and Neil Marshall overall as well, which we'll get into later. But, yeah, Dog Soldiers, for me, ranks up there with uh, an American werewolf in London as far as my favorite werewolf film. Mm,
1: interesting. It's definitely amongst my top five, um, but I can't remember what two of them are. So, uh... <laughs> so
0: I'm going to say they don't exist. It's part of your top three. So,
1: this is probably, yeah, I know, There's only, really only three. No, a company of wolves. But I need to rewatch that to really solidify that in my top five. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, of course, American Werewolf in London, and of course, The Howling, which is my is my favorite. Right. You know, as much as I love an American Werewolf, The Howling I saw in theaters when I was little, it has a different kind of connection. Yeah. Anyway, so dog, Dog Soldiers. Uh, I didn't. You know, what's funny is I was starting to take notes and I'm like, fuck that. I just I just watched the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those movies you really need to, like, really soak up and enjoy because there's so much good shit in there. Now, here's my question for you, DZ. What happened to Neil Marshall? Because I'm looking at his filmography right here. Uh, Dog Soldiers is uh, looks like it's his first listed uh, film as director and then next he's got The Descent. So coming off of two huge huge cult films, uh Dog Soldiers and The Descent right after one another. And then in 2008, Doomsday, which I mean, you know, I guess I maybe I answered it right there. <laughs> That's what happened.
1: Yeah. Me. You answered it right there.
0: Uh and then and, uh, and the thing
1: is I enjoyed Doomsday. It's not that great, but it was still, you know, serviceable. It was fun enough.
0: Yeah. It just uh I don't quite understand what... Like, after that, uh, Centurion, Game of Thrones, two episodes, Black Sails, two episodes, the Constantine series, two episodes, uh, Hannibal, one episode, Tales of Halloween, uh, Poor Richard's Almanac, uh, Timeless, uh, one episode of Westworld, uh, Dark Signal... Oh, he was an executive producer on that. And then in 2018, two episodes of Lost in Space, and then... Oh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. So you're getting to something really good here. Right. Go on. In
0: 2019, he will be uh, releasing his Hellboy film. Out of nowhere, hey, here's Neil Marshall again. And on top of that, rumors suggest he'll be directing a Kong Skull Island sequel called Blood of the Kong.
1: Yup. So right there, maybe he's on his comeback.
0: I mean, and I hope so, because Neil Marshall is a talented, talented director, and I want to see more output from him in the genre.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. He, he, you know, well, and the thing is, that's interesting is even the TV shows um, he did. Those are really good shows, too. I mean, Lost in Space is questionable, but the (laughs) others, you know, Timeless, Constantine. I like Constantine. Game of Thrones, Black Sails, Westworld. Yeah, all um, all of those are totally worthwhile. So they fit within like his milieu, his his genre of cho- or genres of choice. So you know he's he's still out there doing it. It's just that you know it's similar to like Fred Decker finally came back. You <laughs> yes, know, with, uh, it's it's
0: very decker esque. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> for Predator. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to Hellboy because I think him attached to Hellboy, that should be just fucking
0: nuts. Uh, so Dog Soldiers, 2002, the IMDb style synopsis reads, a routine military exercise turns into a nightmare in the Scottish wilderness, which I'd say is, I mean, that's enough of a, of a synopsis. It it, uh, it doesn't mention anything about werewolves, but, you know, if you were looking at it to maybe watch the film, maybe that's enough. Well,
1: in the the art that they used for it, pretty much gives it away.
0: Right, there's a huge ass wolf head on the on the, uh, the cover there, so it's not like they're trying to keep it a secret. Um, but it is, well, uh, and
1: then there's a killing right at the beginning too. I mean, you don't see the monster, but it's like, yeah, yeah, we know what
0: we're in for. Yeah. Dog soldiers gets right to the shits. You get a werewolf attack in the first 60 seconds of the movie. And immediately after that, you meet the deranged military special forces sergeant, um, that demands dog murder and doesn't get it. And you've now set up our two mm, fairly main esque characters, um, Dark Soldiers is really, really good. And somewhere along the line, I forgot that. Uh, everything about it hits on all cylinders. The dialogue, the performances, the music, sound design, the scares, the transformations, the kills. They really... Ma- Neil Marshall made a phenomenal werewolf film uh, with this one.
1: And plus, it's got Pertwee and McKidd in it. And it's interesting that they're like best friends. or they almost come off like, hmm, there might have been a Brokeback movie here that we didn't see before all this. <laughs> I'm
0: hoping that would be make for a great slash fic. Oh, <laughs> Brokeback broke and back Werewolves. Um, hmm. So the scene where they Anyways, find uh, the special ops sergeant shredded, uh, it's incredible the way that they build the tension with everyone talking at once. Uh, it's very tense, the stressful, the realization that something very wrong has happened and that something is very amiss here. The scene feeds immediately into a scene where it's getting dark and they are on the move and they hear, uh, the screams and wolf growls mixed together. So you're not sure if it's a person being attacked or that's some like kind of weird person wolf combo. Uh, the dish is very effective.
1: There's um, also this early scene too Where it's like A cow drops on them When they're camping <laughs> And I'm just And they're They're kind of writing off Like oh man the, the That other company that we, uh, you know, That we're Doing this exercise with Is being a bunch of dicks And I'm like I don't know how well I would take a fucking cow dropping out of the sky on my ass and splashing blood all over me. Right, I'm not I was sure th- if I would that be that nonchalant.
0: I would stand up and I'd say, hey, no trebuchets. We agreed. No trebuchet. <laughs> uh, they
1: sent us a, another bubonic plague victim. Um yeah, it's there's interesting twists in it. There's a little bit of a hazy plotting uh, when it comes to a certain character, the, the kind of sure. twist ending yeah. uh, there. Didn't totally buy it, but there's definitely a lot of something's not right. Something's not being spelled out properly here. Yeah. And my favorite scene is with the goofball spoon boxing a fucking werewolf. Right. Spoonie was oh definitely my, my favorite God. character in that movie. Uh, that scene right there is just so, re- is just loopable.
0: Love it. Um, yeah, the uh, the, uh, the twist at the end that you're speaking of, uh, I wasn't really a fan of it. It didn't ruin the movie for me. But I was like, eh, you really could have done a better job putting this together. Yeah. Again, it's, just it's, like the movie we covered last week, um, uh, Private Parts. It's not a bad ending. It's just I wish they would have done a little more to lead up into it.
1: Yeah, because there's there's some things that, you know, that countermand it. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, again, it, it, here's here's that green fruit sort of thing where you go, okay, you're are lowering your expectations when going into a film. It's like, this is a werewolf film. It's, you know. It's by an unknown director. Let's you know see how it's going to go. So you go in with these low expectations. So it's like you can just gloss over that and go, okay, you know, we'll accept that as, you know, just you know, first time fucked up a little bit. Right. But everything else, everything they're trying to do. And then there's also in my mind, I'm like clearly stated far away from civilization as well so their hopes it's like they, if they're able to survive I mean, they have to fucking bust ass to get help or just to get away yeah
0: that's definitely not the kind of place you're going to hang out you have to make some fucking moves
1: yeah and oh uh, oh and he pulls he, there, it's interesting too is that um, there's a scene where you you see a bunch of bones and I'm like ooh he kind of uses that again to a really good effect in the descent so yeah he's got he's got a little bit of. Um, I'm not like, a. I guess it's like his, his markers, fingerprints is those kind of scenes. Right. I mean, but man, it, he knows how to do brutal and bloody with monsters. It's great. Even even though this is a, it's werewolves who doesn't know anything about werewolves.
0: Right. It ends up being kind of a tired trope, but he does it really well. So it. I don't mind the fact that it's a bit of a tired trope.
1: Yep. Not at all. This is an is an action oriented movie. Um, it gets a little confusing here and there. And you just kind of go, OK, these are just a bunch of blokes. You know, right. that's what this is about.
0: But I think that's what made it so good is that they're such affable blokes. the, the, the camaraderie between them. It makes it really, really watchable. Yeah, it's
1: like watching a bunch of you know rednecks doing <laughs> stupid pranks on each other. Yeah, in a way,
0: I guess it is definitely like that. Um Yeah.
1: So Well, I mean, there's not a whole lot to really say about this movie because it's it's intensely watchable. It's a good group movie, it's a good solo movie. It's you know, it, it hits sweet spots um for a horror film um you know that also combines well as an action film. You know, yeah, it's it's really enjoyable.
0: I definitely agree with that. So in that case, I'm going to give it seven and a half dog bones out of eight. Um, I was not a fan of the uh, the twist ending, but it again, it did not ruin it for me.
1: Nope, not at all. Um, I'm going to give it a couple of Arr-s! a couple and werewolves in London.
0: That. What's that? I did a couple werewolves in London. Yes. All right, so that's uh, that's Dog Soldiers. We'll be right back. Blip. Should we do our um, best uh, Wolfman Jack impression? Yes, go ahead right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be right back with another movie. I can't remember what it is, but I'm... Ow! Okay, you win. You're listening to Cinema Diabolica. All right, we are back. Uh, Neon Maniacs is our second feature today. Um, I'll say this about Neon Maniacs. It's very odd to me that there were movies like this that weren't tongue-in-cheek, trauma-esque productions. Movies like this, The Giver, The Spawn movie, um, they made these in seriousness. They weren't meant to be cheesy or kitschy or campy. They were actually trying to make a serious movie. and, uh, And yeah. And, yeah, you you got this. I'm uh, not sure how well, to, I feel about it.
1: <laughs> well, to its credit, um, I'll say I like that it was actually filmed in the San Francisco area. And this is probably the first and I yeah, maybe the only time I've ever seen Muni show up in a movie. Um, But, you know, I also I like the costumes in this. They're they're kind of cheesy, but they're on the level where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I could probably make a few of these and I wouldn't (laughs) mind doing a little cosplay as a neon maniac. There
0: you go. Uh, Um, This movie was directed by Joseph Mangini, uh, if that is his real name. Uh, Joseph Mangini is a cinematographer, not a director. He has nope. two director credits and thirty-two cinematographer credits. His two director credits are Smoke and Flesh in nineteen sixty eight and Neon Maniacs in nineteen eighty-six. Numerology. <laughs> um, I'm looking through his uh his uh cinematographer credits, just looking for anything uh wow. So he uh the cinematographer uncredited on I Drink Your Blood uh Things like hot skin, cold cash, the warm, warm bed, naughty Victorians, an erotic tale of a maiden's revenge, <laughs> Captain Lust, uh, lustful feelings, <laughs> blue ecstasy in New York, and of uh, and of course, an episode of NBC's Children's Theater. What the fuck? oh, that's creepy. Uh, and, of course, he directed The Black Panther in 1977,
1: so that's a thing. None of this makes sense. There's, I guess that explains this entire movie.
0: Uh, oh, Alligator well, 2, The Mutation, uh, 42 episodes of the Swamp Thing TV series.
1: Oh. wow, well, that's different.
0: Huh. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, Neon Maniacs, 1986. A group of teenagers in San Francisco discover a nest of homicidal monsters living in a tower of the Golden Gate Bridge. But when they try to tell authorities, no one believes them.
1: Wait, what do you mean they? It, it was one one survivor, and it was only because it fucking rained.
0: Right. So this movie is shit. Let's start with that. Uh, yeah. But it's the kind of shit that it's possible to enjoy. I didn't enjoy it, but it is possible to enjoy. I will say that.
1: Well, it, it, in a twist. Okay. Cause, um, consider that you have one of your protagonists is Paula, who is your horror movie fan. And it's interesting. Cause it's a girl this time. And it's, I'm not sure if it's playing on, on, you know, exactly what that's playing on. But, um, Tommy from Friday the 13th is a similar character. Um, and you know it's it it's almost become like a trope at this point that there's some sort of super nerd because we've seen it in Fright Night, um, and we've seen it in Friday the Thirteenth. We've seen it in this, but you know th- I, this is the only example that I can think of that from that era where it was a girl,
0: right? Well, and, yeah. uh,
1: well, it, it it is expensive to live in San Francisco, but damn, she had a hell of a V you know um, uh, video editing bay in her room. <laughs> yes, it's like spoiled kids. Um, And she's not the only female character. There's another. It wasn't Natalie. And what's interesting is that her parents are terrible. Th- there was a lot of there's a lot of like wealthy parents uh, in this uh, time frame who apparently would go off to Paris and leave their kids by themselves with no adults right. whatsoever for them to reach out to if they needed help with something.
0: Hey, sweetheart, let's go to Paris as a convenient plot point
1: yeah and you see it over and over again it's a weird trope and
0: it's not just horror um it's you know other films as well man um there's several monsters that are you know play on a lot of the old tropes there's the slasher the uh samurai uh a weird like one-eyed lizard monster guy uh there were actually some kind of cool creatures that they introduced but unfortunately you see them once maybe twice uh, the ones that they reuse again and again are the the human beings in shitty costumes, because it was cheaper.
1: Well, it, my favorite is the surfer werewolf. Ugh. His fucking hair. Oh, my God. It's like, we can't cover up your hair, so we'll just try to incorporate it in the costume, it's like he's got that bleach blonde um,
0: kind of surfer look. Right. Uh, this movie is the incomprehensible. The samurai pretty cool. All right, okay, well, well, we'll go with cool. Uh, I'd use a different four letter word but cool's fine for now. Um this movie's pretty incomprehensible. It's your typical constant monster attack and then retreat thing happening here with uh, the kids not doing anything that would help them at all just being idiots. Uh, it turns out, and here's the deal, folks. I'm not gonna worry about spoiling this movie because it's just, you know, such a sack of shit. Uh, the monsters' one weakness guess what it is, folks? It's water. So the monsters live in a bunker underneath Golden Gate Bridge next to a huge <laughs> body of water.
1: I, a, I think, um, Shyamalan stole this plot.
0: <laughs> they're constantly attacking Natalie, whose house has a huge swimming pool.
1: But instead, now, no, going back to the swimming pool for just a second, I actually really liked the blood rain scene that was right. creepy as fuck
0: that that worked, and don't get me wrong there's parts of this film that and aspects that work for sure, and I'm glad I saw it, and I recommend you all watch it as well, but so you can make fun of it with me um oh yeah. But instead of but we'll a Google them,
1: Hangout and just like, let's right. trash. Let's just we'll all on.
0: shit on this movie Um and find out who voted for this movie and shit on them as well. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I know one of them. Instead, um,
0: instead of fighting the monsters near their home next to the giant body of water or near Natalie's slightly smaller body of water. No, no. They decide they're going to take the monsters on at the school dance by loading up on squirt guns and rolling out. Wow.
1: <laughs> okay, so you, one of the other protagonists—I can't remember his name now. I don't give a fuck. Um, he plays it so low key that it, that he's an incomprehensible character mm-hmm. whatsoever. You know, at least you had spunky Paula who's trying to do something, and actually she takes out one of the monsters, which is a really good sequence I thought was pretty cool. Natalie, you know, she's playing the hysterical girl, but she's not quite an albatross. Right. And then you've got her love interest, and it's just like, dude, are you... (laughs) <laughs> you make no sense. You re- you react unnaturally to everything. Right. Oh, and then it turns out he's a, a singer. I can't. Re- they had the, the battle of the bands that was going on, which oh, is where the crooks of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my god! <laughs> hey, let's get everyone at school squirt guns for the battle of the bands so we can kill the maniacs. Let's ignore that we're endangering the school. Right. Yeah. Yes, or or doing this
0: me. in a better place where we could just use the a massive amounts of water. Instead, no, we're going to load up a little squirt squirt gun and uh, take it to the monsters there. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: so the two bands, he was part of the Outlaw Boys, and the other band was
0: jaded. I'm sure they were. I am, after watching this movie. Um, <laughs> so this movie inspires in, in me the the burning question of why. Why, why, why? Why do it this way? Why this? Why is the writing so horrible? Why? Why make this movie at all? Why, 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 why? Unfortunately, there are no answers in the film. And I don't think they exist. There was a revolving door of scripts, actors, producers, and pretty much everyone on the uh, on the staff. Um, and I think that any sense the movie may have made at one point was lost in the massive amounts of rewrites and uh just uh, meddling by producers and uh, uh to the point that at the end, no one ended up really caring. Uh, And just they wanted to get it done and finished and put out there. So what we're left with is a really bizarre kind of oddity of a film that has like the spirit of something there. But it had lost that along the way a long time ago.
1: Well, at the very least, the uh, writer got a little bit better because he also wrote Pumpkinhead.
0: Well, writer, quote unquote. I mean, we don't know how much of his input was made up the final film. Um but yeah it's it's uh yeah, it's pretty confusing it's pretty confusing to think that at some point this movie may have made sense. I don't know how that's even possible, but there yeah, there's the corpse, there's the bones of a, of a film that makes sense in here. Um, and again, this is not to say that I didn't like it. I enjoyed myself watching it, but again, it was only to be shitting on it and making fun of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what you can do. And, you know, and I guess at the very least, we're saying that it's not boring. Right. You know, it's just, you
0: know, I <laughs> almost want to call
1: it a doobie movie where it's right. like, hey, let's get oh, loaded for sure. and watch this.
0: Yeah, you can enjoy something without liking it. And that is exactly what was happening here.
1: Yeah, and, and it's weird. It's you know, it's just such a weird concept. Um, yeah, but, you know what it makes me think about something like this is where it's like, okay, so someone got access to being able to make a movie. They decided to go with this because it's just low-hanging fruit. And another, you know, director will make Ganja and Hess. And they'll just go, holy shit, I have an opportunity. I want re- There's an interesting story. Let me work this out, blah, blah, blah. And they just fucking kill it. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, and I'd love to say that, you know, I appreciate that it was uh, filmed in San Francisco, but I can't. <laughs> um you know i I really wish that they had just gone the trash route i think that's what it was missing is that they could they could have gone uh like street trash where they just go grungy and gross but they went they tried to go this clean path with it which is really awkward it was it was it trying to be a teen comedy was it trying to be i don't know yeah so, so it, you know, it just kind of landed on us yeah, in a way. And I mean, and, you know, and I'd heard about it for a while. I mean, who, you, you, the title alone, it's like everybody's heard of this movie, but I don't think everybody's necessarily watched it. Right.
0: I mean, perspective is everything to someone. This is going to be one of the first uh, just uh, so bad. It's good movies they've ever seen. So it's going to hold a special place in their heart and i'm assuming that's what i'm really hoping anyway that's what happened with uh, whoever voted for this because uh either that or they just wanted to hurt me so uh if you're if that was your intention you you win
1: um uh, well, that wouldn't be the only per- person who partook in it because the vote also, you yeah. know, so, at least a few other people had to vote on yes. it, and it wasn't
0: even at the bottom of the bottom five either. No, this was like <laughs> up in like the six or seven spot. Uh, uh, so, yeah, this is this is definitely an interesting film to say the least. Um, I recommend you watch it. Uh, I give it. Uh, z- I'll rate it zero out of ten. Um, uh, flesh pustules. Um, and again, that's not to say that it's. I didn't enjoy myself. I enjoyed myself watching this movie, but I don't know that I'll ever watch it again.
1: I'll watch it with a group. I mean, I'll, I'll give it at least that. Ooh, you know what? I might even take it to a group uh, showing at some point, but I, I want to give it at least a year to breathe. Mm-hmm. And as for mine, I give it a couple of gaping, gaping, uh, pus-filled uh, blood holes. Mm, blood holes, my favorite of holes. <laughs>
0: gotta do something with him might as well fill him with blood I mean it's you, know, you leave it empty you get dry socket and that's no fun
1: no you don't want that
0: it leads to a rash <laughs> so many things lead to a rash in my life these days like uh, this movie yeah so that's, uh, that's Neon Maniacs we'll be back next week with two more films to uh, excite and tantalize uh, I'm F13 this is DZ we out I like how easy that is we got two more films next week wait for it
1: dog soldiers dizzy tell me which <laughs> <laughs>